This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it's a Thursday podcast. I got to be honest, the day not as good as it's been the last couple. It's kind of stormy and blah, but here to brighten up your day is Al. Oh, hi, Jerry. Yeah, I plan on uh, running today because I run every other day regardless of what's going on outside. Uh, yesterday was a beautiful day. I walked but did not run. Now, the path behind me, the Henry Hudson Trail, I was reading... Uh, there's a lot of um, – I'm getting differing opinions whether it's open or not, like whether yeah, it I counts thought, as a park. I saw the picture last night, so I thought that was open, then found out that that picture was taken Sunday. And yeah. And you also said it's open but not really. Yeah, I like I, – I, I, I Googled things. I looked – I searched Twitter. I searched Facebook. I found, like, they said in Marlboro that they're closing it, but it runs in other places other than, other than Marlboro. Okay. In other parts, I was reading that it is a – passageway and not a park so it's going to remain open so what i don't know mean? what's going on passageway to what like to get so that you can it's not a park because it it's like almost like a road it's a road for people okay it can take you from one place to another so i'm just hoping you know if i run in the rain less people are wandering around in the rain well i will tell you this yeah the last couple of days the amount of people that have walked past the house to yeah. get out has been countless. Yes. Today, there's been only two. Okay. Yeah, people don't like to go out in the rain. No. Plus, but, it's windy, and yeah. it's going to be hailing. So if I'm you, hailing. get out there quickly. Yeah, supposedly we're going to get some hail later. Well, I don't want to trip on any uh, balls of hail, Jerry. And if not, just run down Route 34. You'll be fine. <laughs> you look like uh, Forrest Gump. Although I, was, I just tweeted out, I totally expect the news today, just because we're getting some actual good news about coronavirus, like the... I heard some of the updates where they said, oh, less people, more people are being released from the hospital than admitted to the hospital for the first time. And I'm so when the news doesn't get any terrible news, I'm, I was figuring today they'd just be like, by the way, don't go out in the rain. The rain carries uh, coronavirus <laughs> droplets. And if they touch your skin, you're going to get it. That's 100% what I'm expecting at some point you today. Never know. You never know, Jerry. Never know. Or, um, I am uh, consuming the same amount of Netflix as usual. I'm not someone who will sit there and watch TV during the day, even with nothing on. I just right. I think it's a bad habit to get into. But I'm still watching at night as I doze off to bed. Have you started watching anything on Netflix recently? No. I know you're a big documentary guy. Nope. 
Let me throw one at you and see if you might have interest in this one. I'm watching a, it's uh, only four episodes, a Netflix documentary called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. And I was bothered by something in it. So in Massachusetts, in the Boston, in the Massachusetts area, there were two drug labs that were in charge of, let's say you get picked up for possession. Let's say I'm a cop, I pull you over, Jerry, and I, right. and I see you have a bag of Coke. Paraphernalia. Coke and paraphernalia. What right. they would do is they bust you for that Coke, but they have to send that Coke to a lab to make sure it's Coke. Otherwise, they can't bust you for having something that looks like Coke. Right. Okay. So there were only two labs for all of Massachusetts. Uh, in both of those labs, in one lab, the woman was just uh, not testing the drugs and just blasting through all the cases very quickly and just saying, yes, this is Coke, yes, this is heroin. In the other one, the woman who was doing all of the testing was a drug addict smoking and sniffing and snorting everything she was taking in. Wow. So now the lawyers wanted all those drug cases for the past, you know, 15, 20 years. Thrown out. Thrown out. Uh, they have a case, <clears throat> yeah. sadly, because some idiot took it upon themselves to not do their job. Does not mean that the people aren't guilty. They probably are. Right. But unfortunately, now there's very reasonable doubt. But I always thought of it this way, too. And maybe this is only for if you're a dealer. Just like if, um, like when the cops want to get somebody for prostitution, solicitation of prostitution, they all they have to do is get it so that you say, I would like to have sex for this much money. They don't have to, (laughs) they don't have to fulfill the act. It's enough just to Mm -hmm. go through. Just like if I were to hire a person to kill you, Jerry, if that person doesn't kill you, I'm still in trouble for hiring someone. Right. I I would think that if I'm going to sell somebody cocaine and I'm actually selling them baby powder, that's still a crime. So much less though. I guess it's fraud. Yeah, you're right. Like if, like that's true. Like if I did hire someone to kill you and they did kill you, I would be in more trouble than if I hired someone to kill you and they didn't kill you. Um, it's still murder for hire, and we only know that term from Chris Johnson this morning. Chris um, Johnson. Yeah, you're still in trouble. I mean, and hmm. big trouble. I don't think that that's maybe not as much, but I think it's still significant. It's not like you're gonna go to jail for you know two weeks and be like, yeah, don't do that again. But these defense lawyers in this documentary were all like, oh, we have to let all these drug dealers out of jail. Really? You want to let 20 years worth of drug dealers out of jail? They well, were still here doing something. The, here comes the problem with being a defense attorney for your career. Morals. Like, it's a, it's a really, if you think about it, and we've had this discussion before, that is one profession that is noble on one hand and scummy on the other. It's scummy, I think, if you take... I think if you think somebody didn't do something and they were set up and you want to defend them, I think that's awesome. Absolutely. But how about the ones you know that they did it? Right. And And how about the public defender? See, the public defender, I think, has no choice. But why go that route? Oh, I see. You go into that being like, "Uh, you know what, I'm going to defend guilty people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really. Right, they probably go into it saying, I'm going to defend people who... Are, are innocent but can't afford a high-priced lawyer to get them off. Right. Let me ask you this. Yes. At the end of the day, and I know 
Robert Kardashian has passed. At the end of the day, do you think the attorneys, the defense attorneys for O.J. Simpson yeah. are proud of themselves? I think, yes, because I've seen so many lawyers interviewed, defense lawyers. They feel like part of the system in the United States is to try to get somebody free however you have to do it. It's very strange. Okay, but all right, I guess. I mean, I would think I would have a tough time going to bed every night knowing Me that too. I let a guy who basically slashed two people to death right. got them and got them off. You I'm know, with you on that it's, one, it's, it's a tough thing, I think, to kind of live with yourself every day. But then again, people live with different things every day that, you know, others might not be able to. Yeah, and we had brought up actually on the show today about uh, the, the different, uh, maybe it was the Chris Johnson situation, uh, but just this, this idea that nowadays to get away with murder, very oh my, it seems very difficult. You've got yeah. DNA, which we never had before, right? You have cameras now everywhere. Now, oftentimes they're crappy cameras and fuzzy still, which I don't understand. We've got your phone tracking you, bouncing off cell towers. You've got Easy Pass. I mean, there's a ton of things that could get you caught. You know what's amazing about that, too, is there was a 2020 on a Friday night two weeks ago, I believe it was. I love 2020. About a, this was terrible. And this was only, I want to say it was 2015 or 16, down the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. And I'm forgetting what town it was. Maybe you Belmar. saw it. It was Belmar? With the girl getting thrown over the bridge? Yes. Yeah. And he got away. They got away with it. Yes. You're right. And then they the s- one guy stepped up, set him up. But otherwise, he was free and clear of it. And, I mean, that was just a disgusting, heinous whole situation to even think about. But, her, I know her last name was Stern. I, yeah. I don't recall her first name. But, yeah, they killed her. Then they threw her over the bridge into the Shark River. They still have never found the body. And that's the problem. They don't have a body. And they don't have a weapon. Unbelievable. And everything, that you know, the cameras that they did have weren't on. You know, right. the camera that looked in the driveway didn't quite see far enough to the right. It was just amazing how they actually did get away with it. Yeah, it was weird. Just this past weekend, where Gina and I went for a really long walk. And we walked above a couple different bridges above the Shark River. And, and the water was was pretty clear. And do you know I was looking for a body? Like, I'm sure not you even were. kidding. Like, I'm I was sure. looking, saying, how have they not found this girl's body? Right. I know. I mean, I, I guess it could have improbably went out to the ocean, but you, at some point, that's going to come to the surface. You're right. You're right. It's, you would think. Then again, maybe not. Maybe right. not. It's been deteriorated or basically eaten by who knows, man. I I, I actually turned it. All, I couldn't watch the full two hours. My stomach yeah. was turning, yeah, and that's part one. of the problem with these. I know you like them, and that's great. Good for you. Make I, up for I, you. It just some of them just break your heart. Like how how do human beings do this to someone else? Yeah, the murder documentaries. I think that's the part that interests me. Like when people have seemingly double lives. Where yeah. they're they're married with children and they're also a serial killer. Right. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. I really don't. I. I it's, God. There's just so. There's got to be some chemical, you know, uh, disconnect in your head that yes. just you're, you're just wired differently, and that's scary because there's probably a lot of people like that walking around. Right. I don't like that. No good. 
Jerry, we did a lot of food talk this morning on the show. Uh, very impressed that uh, some of Boomer's, you know, Boomer's home making meals, um, frying up chicken. And one of the things I brought up in there is that I don't like to like fry chicken or sear tuna. To me, it makes your house stink for a long time. Do you consider that at all when preparing food? No, because it usually is gone within a couple of hours. Really? See, I always feel like yeah. I smell it like two days later when I come home from work. I'll be like, ugh. Well, my wife burns candles like in the house usually, so the house within an hour or two is kind of back to normal. Yeah. Um, but and we don't cook, though, with you know loads of garlic or anything like that. But we do. We will fry chicken cutlets from time to time. Oh, I love that. Things of that nature. Have and you that, been uh, experimenting with food over this? Uh, no. No, no, so no, you're doing pretty all. much the same thing you always have. Um, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I I started reading as I mentioned on the show. I started reading the whole thirty book that I found. I found it interesting. I find it incredibly difficult, but I do think it's interesting because I think if you can break through in a week, I think if you can get through a week of it, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a great reset for your body. But I do get concerned with doing something like that. Like the whole notion of the book is the whole thirty or these foods you eat, but you do it for thirty days. And then they're just banking on the fact that you're going to see this amazing change and you're going to continue it. But they also say, hey, if you do it for 30 days, then whatever else you do, good luck. Right. Like, what's the point then? And to me, here's my biggest issue with all of these quote-unquote lifestyle changes. I love having pizza once a week. Me too. That's not in this in this you know, right. f- you know nutrition plan. So to me, right off the bat, it's like, you know, they tell you, like one of the one of the principles is, even if it's day 25 and you decide, you know what? I want to put some milk in my coffee. You got to start over. <laughs> well, right. If you're telling me that one ounce of milk is going to completely undo everything you did, then what's the point? It gets yeah, exactly. silly. Right. At some point, you're going to fall off it. Yeah. And I think there has to be, you know, and I think it's probably on me and I've probably done a bad job of this because I know enough about nutrition now. I should probably write up my own diet in in that it's going to be you know an 85 15 clean type of diet but that 15 percent is going to allow me to have pizza on friday nights a couple of drinks on saturday night and maybe a bagel on sunday and those are the three things i do out of if you figure 21 meals throughout the course of the week and then you figure another 14 snacks if you pretty much stay regimented that sounds about fair right yes i think if 18 or 19 of your meals are clean and crisp and two of them are fun and you don't have cocktails or, or alcohol for six nights out of the week, but on Saturday you have a nah, – I'm not saying go out and get hammered, but you have two or three drinks on a Saturday night. To me, that's the type of menu and type of schedule I can live with and I think would be very beneficial. I think that's the way to go, Jerry. You be stricter during the week and have some fun uh, on the weekends. Right, without getting out of control. Right. Because that is life, Jerry. Life is once a week pizza, a bagel, and a couple drinks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's all you need in life. Well, I could use a little bit more than that. But yes, that, that does work for me. Now I'm starving for chicken cutlets ever since you brought that up. I, you know what? I felt lousy last night, so I haven't eaten yeah. yet today. I'm hungry. I could go for, here's what I could go for. Chicken cutlets and fried um, eggplant. Ooh. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'm in. Where do we get that? Why don't you guys fry some of that up and I'll swing by. Eat clean, bro. They'll send it right to your house. Eat clean, bro? Yeah. 
Maybe I'll go to Lavodi's. Or you can go there. I think they're doing curbside pickup. Is that right? Yes. All right. You can order. You can send in your order and curbside pickup. Or maybe I just fry one of the hundreds of chicken cutlets I have in my uh, freezer. Or you instead could instead of uh, just sticking it in the oven. I think you bought chicken breasts. Chicken breasts. Not Breast quite a cutlet. Tickles. The cutlet's What's the thinner. difference? The cutlet's much thinner. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Breasticles. Right. Huge breastices. Chicken breastices, that is. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show here. We have a uh, phone meeting. Right. Coming up. So we got to go. So we got to go. I got to prepare myself, Jerry. So uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Tomorrow's, ooh, tomorrow's Friday. Is it? I felt like it was Friday and Wednesday, I got to be honest. Is today Thursday? Yes. Okay, tomorrow's Friday. Is it a three-day weekend? No. <laughs> right now, every day feels like a weekend, so. All right, Jerry. <laughs> warm up. Right. Next. So. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Well, a very good Thursday morning to you, emanating from Monmouth County, New Jersey. What's up, Al Dukes? Oh, hi, Jerry. I'll give you an idea where I am in this uh, this pandemic and living room. Uh, self-isolating living room. But just prior to coming on the air, I lotioned my feet because, uh, you know, your feet could get dry in the different months and not going outside. So I do this thing where I lotion my feet up and then I put socks on. Well, congratulations. So right now, if you want to picture me, for those of you I in don't. your cars, I'm in shorts and a long black socks like an old man with lotioned up feet underneath and a hoodie. Okay. Sounds great. Also, Jerry, yesterday I ran into uh, my neighbor here in the hallway of uh, the, the home where I live in Madawan. You've been there said, how long? Uh, three years. First time you met him? No, I've met this guy a number of times. Number okay. of times. He's been here a long time as well. And he said, uh, "I just want to let you know." He said, uh, "I wake up to you and Jerry every morning, right at five forty-two a.m." Now, is he listening through the walls or on well, the radio? Well, that's what I said. I, I said, "Are you a radio.com guy?" He goes, "No, no. You guys wake me up with your stupid. Could you shut up over there with your <laughs> nonsense?" <laughs> so, uh, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's nice about it. Uh, he was very nice about it. He was taking his trash out. Neither one of us had a mask on, and we stood about uh, four feet apart. So Uh-oh. I was nervous. You're I was nervous. Rules. I was nervous when we were talking. I was like, oh boy, how do uh-huh. I slowly back up and not be offense, not be offend, uh, offending anyone? You know, it's I mean, weird, Jerry? right? Because you yeah. don't want to offend them, but at the same right. time, back off, dude. I don't think you have coronavirus. I don't have coronavirus. I don't think. Let's just back it up a little bit. There's <laughs> a new world we're living in. Uh, Jerry, yesterday, um, you know, the big sports story. Well, uh, Tom Brady was on Howard Stern, and it, you know, it, it, uh, it went on and on and on and on and Two on. Two hours, out. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's enough. It's, it's too much. But uh, our own uh, WFAN uh, did a very nice recap of all the things that were brought up. I saw Agreed. some other. Saw some other places as well. One of the the more alarming things that came up was that Tom Brady says he drinks, quote, a couple hundred ounces of water a day. Now, I'm interested in this from the standpoint of I always thought it was counterproductive when you got beyond 100 ounces. Now, I did some math this morning. A gallon of water is 64 ounces. Right. Two gallons of water would only be uh, 128. 
if he's drinking a couple hundred, he's drinking like four or five gallons of water a day. Well, three and a half. His urethra must be very clean. You would think so, yeah. I have a friend of mine who actually does. I don't know about a couple hundred, but he drinks a couple gallons for sure every day. Well, so I'm not, I'm not surprised. I, re- I have the TB12 book. I do read it. He is huge on the water consumption. And you know what? Most healthy people, that's that's step number one. He must constantly be looking for a bathroom. Like well, constantly. you drink a lot of water. Does your Is your body regulated to not going every 15 minutes? No, like like during the show, I drink a lot of coffee and water. And then like so every break, I run to my bathroom. Right. So that has not changed. That has not changed. I, I have forgotten, though. Like yesterday, I feel like I drank very little water. Okay, so did I, and then I saw that, and I saw that quote. I drank sixty ounces in an hour to make sure I caught up. You could tell by the color when you uh, use the facilities. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah, you want it crystal clear is what you want. Yeah, you want it crystal clear. So Tom Brady must have been in a panic a couple weeks ago when coronavirus broke out and everyone was hoarding water. He must have been like, I need three hundred ounces a day. Yeah, just go to your sink. Get me. Oh, TB12 ain't drinking out of a sink. Why? You get a filter? Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure your he refrigerator. I wonder what he does drink. I wonder if he has a very specific water he must drink. Yeah, the one that pays him to talk about it. Oh. You know, during this uh, rush of water early on during a coronavirus, I grabbed a gallon of uh, Poland Spring at the supermarket. <clears throat> Drank the whole thing. Not in one sitting. It probably took me a couple of days. Then I realized I was drinking distilled water. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you put in an iron. Yes. <laughs> And I quickly had to Google, like, what is it? Like, should I be drinking it? it what is the fine. difference? I don't know. What is the difference? Distilled means that it gets, uh, it's almost like it gets boiled first, I believe. And then the evaporated water is what they grab and put back. So it, it doesn't have any minerals or anything in it. No, oh, okay. Just water. water. I'm still right. getting water, Jerry. You're still me, flushing out your system. I am still flushing out uh, my system. Let me see what I want to get you uh, with next year. I have so many good I'm items today. Nick Saban is going to be one you're going to talk about. Nick Saban, he did say that um, because of uh, coronavirus, he had to learn how to email and text. Yes, and I, I, I is, actually believe this. I do believe this. You Listen, texting, I'm with you. But you're telling me. In, yes. That he's not emailing people. Yes, I'm telling you. I think he's got a he's got an assistant or a secretary that's doing all of that for him, and he can't be bothered with, with it because he's so busy going through paperwork and film. I do believe that actually. Sadly, I do. So you think like he'll call in a secretary like it's the 1950s and dictate a letter to her or an assistant? Yeah. You realize how many guys are on a college football coaching staff? I bet you he's got a, He's got a guy for that. Absolutely, I do believe that. But I feel like like him and Bill Belichick, we saw that documentary where they're like best friends or something. Right. Bill Belichick, I'm sure, emails. And I would think he sends private emails to Nick Saban, who doesn't want his secretary or assistant or whoever we're using, uh, to uh, read those out aloud to him. You would think, but I'm not surprised if the only way he communicates with people he wants to communicate with is on, is on the phone. By calling them. I, I, I don't know why, but I absolutely believe this. The same way I believe the whole Dana White thing on the private island, I believe yeah, this. You're believing this. And I texting do, yeah. Him, texting, he's I like, believe. He's such, a, he's such a curmudgeon. He's, I don't know. Does he, I don't, he seems like if it's not about football, he's not interested. I'm not interested. Yeah, that's what I think. Hmm. Our friend Rex Ryan was in the news again. Now, a what couple, is he doing, by the maybe, way? 
<laughs> a week ago, he called uh, Amari Cooper a turd. Yeah, had to had to apologize. Which I didn't feel like you you could have to apologize for saying turd. But like, I that's do a hilarious agree. name. Yeah, it wasn't though because I'm with Boomer. The way he said it was really I just I don't know. He there was, was angry no when po- he said it. There was no point. Like, what are you doing aside to make <laughs> us talk about him? And here we right. go again talking about Rex. Well, yesterday Rex again. He said that uh, Tom Brady is really the one who made Bill Belichick, that if Bill Belichick had someone say, like a Geno Smith, <laughs> how many wins would he have? Boy, poor Geno, huh? Poor guy's and just then... sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> Geno, come on. We know you blow. Boy, <laughs> that's a rough one. That was a number one hit a couple of years ago when he was I'm wearing sure. a Jets uniform. Yeah, I'm sure it was, and it would be again if he was wearing a Jet uniform. <laughs> a long-distance dedication to Geno Smith. So Geno uh, had to come out and say that Rex Ryan is a snake. Yeah, good for which, him. Which seems to be the go-to name that athletes call uh, call people. Because you know Kevin why? Garnett yesterday called uh, the owner of the Timberwolves a snake. Well, he called him a snake mother bleeper. Um, snake mother bleeper. You know bleeper. why it's a good word? Because... They can't say what they want to say and okay. have it be quoted. This way, we can quote it and talk about it. Like if you call them a bleeping, bleeping, bleep, I mean, what do we get out of that? Right. But This the snake, we can talk about. The snake mother bleeper, that was the best. <laughs> that was pretty good. I wish that we had audio good, of it. Because you could yeah. say that. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then this to me, tell me whether you think this is a loser attitude or not, Jerry. Okay. Like if I'm a, if I'm a – a guy, a GM of a football team, I don't think I bring this guy in based on this loser attitude. Jameis Winston says, kudos to me on being replaced by the best, Tom Brady. Yes, we'll, we'll play That's the That's a loser clip. attitude. Loser! We'll play, the, we'll play loser. the clip coming up at 630. Um... I think he was having fun with it, number one, because you know, he goes on. I think he was on Fox News. I think he was on Fox News. I believe that's where the cuts from. I got to check it, but I think so. That's where the accreditation is uh, in the system. Um, you know what? I, I guess. I, you know what's a loser mentality? Throwing 30 interceptions. I don't care about him being replaced and saying anything. You know, See, and that's the part of that's the only part of Jameis uh, Winston that I like is that he will just throw it. Like I, I like that as far as. Watching a game where I don't like when a guy throws a ball out of bounds. I don't like when a guy runs when he's when he's flushed out of the pocket. I like a guy who's just gonna chuck it up there and hope like for the Favre. best. He's gonna yes. force it in and just hope for the best. <laughs> force it in, hope for the best. That's you fun the, football. You remember the game Favre had the uh, the the night after his dad passed away? Oh my Oakland? gosh, yeah. There and is. no matter what he threw up, yes, everybody caught it. It was like the most amazing game we'd ever seen. Yes, he had no yeah. business throwing half those passes. And then I think he came back and threw seven interceptions the next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, you've got a couple stories, I believe, about college basketball, and then we've got no. Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. A couple more minutes till we get to the top of the hour. Um, Real quick, Al, before we continue, I'd like to thank Thomas Portello, who tells us on Twitter, hey, dummies, a gallon is 128 ounces, not 64. Yeah, I had uh, many alert Twitter followers and (laughs) listeners, Jerry. (laughs) Boy, I'm telling you, I would have bet a paycheck on that. So Tom Brady's drinking a couple gallons a day. (laughs) Yes, two morons, I swear. Yeah. Jerry, did you happen to see video of uh, uh, Garrett Cole's wife? I did. Uh, he was playing catcher 
literally. Yes, I get it. To her, uh, she was pitching his wife, uh, Amy. Yeah. Nice curveball on uh, on her. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Everyone was like, Garrett Cole's wife could strike you out. I would. I could definitely get a hit off Garrett Cole's yes, wife. Yes, you could. Wasn't she a college softball player or something? Is that what I saw? Well, if that's true, I couldn't get a hit off her softball. But her Probably not. Pitch. That the, looks fun, though. Doing what? Playing softball? I, yeah, like I'd like to Boomer's try and hit a off team. of a college softball pitcher. Uh, I don't think that would go well. I don't Why? think you get around quick enough. Why? Because they, they pitch very fast. Yes, they do. Give yourself some credit, though. You're not as bad as you think. And a, uh, a Michigan man, Jerry, this is a story ripped right out of the post-game podcast headlines. Not a Florida man, it. a Michigan man. I'm going to do it here on the warm-up show. All right. Uh, a man uh, went to the store wearing a thong on his face <laughs> as a, uh, you know, as a mask. Yeah. You know, desperate times, Jerry. Call yeah. for desperate measures. So he put a thong on his face. Uh, someone mocked him for it, and he assaulted them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in these times, whatever yeah. you put on your face, if you're being protective, whatever. you got to be careful, oh, Jerry. you got to be say, careful. tempers are starting to flare up in places, that's for yeah. sure. And yes. it's understandable. I get it. And people have had enough, and that's We've fine. We've had enough. we got a long way to go, though, guys. Better chill out. I've got this next segment. It's called Get Lost. Okay. Get Lost, Jerry. Uh, Santa Clara County Executive says he doesn't expect sports until Thanksgiving. I know. I saw that. Get I, lost. I, I don't. I'm with you. Get lost is right. How about I this? Mean, 49ers on. don't play then. <laughs> Anyone who's playing the 49ers on their schedule gets a win. And a Automatic week off. victory. I like that. <laughs> Automatic victory week off. Stop Thanksgiving. Extra, happy, extra bye week. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. I you get a forfeit. You, there are days I feel like we're coming out of this, and then you hear quotes like that, and it's like, what are we doing? Hey, Mets fans, it's oh, your turn it. for some classic Mets games from 2006. Tonight and tomorrow night at 7 p.m.